0: Welcome friends of the universe, we are Soul Women! women. We are three 20-something-year-old women working towards growing and learning in our spirituality and life practices daily. We have come together to talk all things adulting, learning more deeply about our own souls as well as others,
1: and to give healthy insight on how to live a life of wellness.
2: We work together to have relatable conversations and hope to help promote a lifestyle of inner peace while also maintaining our unique life perspectives and advice. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Soul Woman podcast. We are here with Lexi today, who has a platform called the Why She Whistles podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, I'd strongly encourage you to check it out. She is a positivity coach among so many other beautiful, amazing things. We are so excited to share this interview with you today. And
1: with that, welcome, Lexi. Thank you, Soul Women. (laughs) Thank you so much. Glad to be podcasting with you. (laughs) <laughs> We're so happy to
0: have you. This is a long time coming, honestly,
1: mm-hmm. truly. Well, thanks for the introduction. Yeah, I uh, I started Why She Whistles when I got to Duluth, and it originally was like Duluth appreciation because there was this huge culture in Duluth that I was just lit up over. Everybody so warm and welcoming, and yoga is. A normal thing and there was vegan options and just things that I didn't see before in my hometown where I grew up and there was 78 people. And (laughs) so (laughs) conservative, very conservative hometown to this very open place, open atmosphere here in Duluth. And it started as I just wanted to share that with my family back home. So that's how Why She Whistles started and it eventually merged with my love of health and wellness and bringing those alternative ways of healing yourself and keeping your mindset up. And then one day, somebody that I worked with just saw my positivity and they were like, have you read The Secret before? And I hadn't heard of it at all. And so they gave me the book, and it just lit me on fire. And so I started studying the law of attraction, and I paired that with Why She Whistles, and it just became a positivity platform. And everything that I do on here now is self-love, inner peace, and the power of positivity. And that is my whole mission. So Lexi.
0: I remember when I first met with you and you were telling me about how you're from a super small town, and like super small, like small, 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 small town. Not like, you know, some of the towns that we think are small, but like teeny tiny. And so when you talk about what you're doing and how you came to a town that there was a lot of like-minded individuals, you kind of were a black sheep in a way where you didn't have anyone in your town that was doing what you're doing right now. So they thought you were kind of like woo-woo and a little yeah. bit over the top um just talk about how that feels because I think that Callie and Mara and I can relate in a sense although we've all attracted like-minded people now but when we first started getting on this sort of journey we were kind of the weirdos in a sense
1: yeah there's still those moments <laughs> where people will hear what I say and they're like okay
2: <laughs> yeah. Like
1: hippies. so yeah it's something that I think being in this type of profession profession or just lifestyle, you're always going to get that no matter what.
2: It's
0: mm-hmm. kind of an
1: obstacle we all have to go through.
2: Yeah. And we all put our voices on the line, too. Yeah,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, for sure. So in my hometown, it's basically meat and potatoes. And there's a post office and a gas station and a church. <laughs> and life just goes on. Um, in a way that's uh, it's like basically people have their family ties and like last names were really important and um, the day-to-day like it was super important what your job status was and all those um, those elevations of kind of climbing the ladder that was super important because there wasn't a lot of like live music or wellness or anything like that so a lot of social norms and one little yeah yeah and anything to do with health was rigorous exercise routines or being on the basketball team and just like killing your body with hard 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 workouts and it wasn't out of love it was just out of changing yourself physically so I was always craving I was always interested in health and wellness and I was always craving that holistic spiritual peace and I all of my spirituality comes from my grandparents because I basically grew up with them and they are such hippies (laughs) they're like walking around outside like no underwear and (laughs) they're totally, they're just totally open, exact opposite of my hometown. And so I clung to that and I clung to everything that my grandma would talk about spirituality. And she would talk to me about angels and spirit guides and chakras and auras and yoga and that was what I was looking for in a community. And then I came to Duluth and it was just like everywhere. And my heart just lit on fire with all of these different avenues of things. And like, there's live music on a Monday. I didn't even know that was a thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so coming here was really like finding my place in the world. To be honest, and mm-hmm. you just kinda like shimmy yourself right in and hunker down. And yeah. This is where I finally grounded myself. And I finally was like, Okay, I feel like a normal person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't feel like that black sheep. We found you. How do you place
2: how do you feel like your social circle has changed since you've been in Duluth and since you have kind of gone down your road of wellness and positivity, how has your environment changed? Cause I know that's a big thing in the law of attraction. If something's not working, it's not always you or what you've manifested. It's the environment. It's the people that you're surrounding yourself with.
1: Yeah, I was super close to my family in my hometown and I didn't have any close girlfriends I had a couple in college that I finally was around a bigger group of people, but my college was still in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, which was still small and pretty conservative. Um, And so I finally started to find a couple of people who had the same uh, holistic interests and we could talk about spirituality, Um, but it wasn't until... I got to Duluth, and I fully opened up, like, this is me, this is, I am woo-woo, I like to talk about crystals, and (laughs) all of that, all of, like, all the stuff that lights us up, (laughs) being able to have those conversations and open up to that, it opened me up to other people, too, because that... That criticism or that feeling like I was a weirdo, I would also try to keep myself safe. I think that you socially try to protect yourself because it really hurts when people are like thinking Mm -hmm. that you're weird. It really honestly does. And you want to protect your own ego and, you know, keep it as cool and calm and collected as you can. So... I didn't find those people until I fully accepted who I was and that this just is me mm-hmm. and if somebody else is going to be like that too, then I could pull them into my circle finally and I finally started meeting the people who were totally lit up, truly happy with themselves, right. knew, the, knew the person that they were and
0: yeah. did That's it
1: unapologetically you you don't actually start
0: attracting people like the four of us sitting here like the reason we are in each other's lives is cuz we each individually are already doing what we want to see in somebody else so mm-hmm. i'm working hard and you know i'm taking care of myself and i'm learning in my spirituality every single day and the three of you are also doing that so you know you didn't start doing it because you met me i met you because you're already doing it And so that's kind of a little bit about if we want to transition into what law of attraction means to you or what exactly you're teaching people with the law of attraction.
1: Yeah, so there's three parts, three main parts to the law of attraction. And the first part is that uh, that part that you're talking about of knowing who you are, and that's clear vision. There are so many Things that you can, it's, it's almost as if you're picking up like different pieces of clothing as you're meeting somebody or your parents put this piece of clothing over you and now you're holding on to that and you are in another group or your school and they put another piece of clothing on you and now you're just wearing things that don't necessarily feel like you, they've been handed to you, you didn't pick them and now they're just a piece of you. Uh, Well, when you start to figure out what it is that your vision is, it's as if you're taking those pieces of clothing off and you're just truly wearing yourself and you're just like bare bones, this is me, and this is my clear vision, this is where I wanna go. It doesn't come from anybody's expectations of me, it doesn't come from any past conditioning. This is just my vision for my own life. And so, for example, I was coaching a 16-year-old girl, and she's so sweet, and 16 is such a hard part in your life because you don't have your own vision, and you're in this box of school, and it's a lot of other people's expectations And so I just started asking her questions of how she could picture her life when she's out of school and where she would be and what she would be doing and what she would be passionate about and what her friends would be doing on a day off. And just giving her that vision of freedom and her own choice was super powerful in a way that if, if every 16-year-old was asked those questions, they might know who they are just a little bit quicker mm-hmm. instead of people just being like, who, what are you going to be when you grow up? And then you... Or this is what you have to be when you grow yeah. up. Yeah. Like, and like, how many times did you Google search a career that sounded good to see how much they make?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like those yeah. expectations don't necessarily... Feel good on you, and that's clouding your own vision. Mm-hmm. So, once you clear up your own vision, and this comes from a lot of self reflection, alone time, journaling, perfect writing timing, about perfect timing right now. We all, yeah, yeah, <laughs> do all of this. <laughs> yeah, this is great. A lot of self reflection. I hope people are doing a lot of self reflection. <laughs> So yeah, that clear vision comes from just diving deep into your own heart, into your own soul, and picturing what your life would look like, best case scenario for you. And then uh, the next part of the law of attraction is trust. And it's easy for us to be like, this is the you know, this is where I want to be in Malibu or wherever it is, and then close off that vision. Like, I can't have that. That's not meant for me. Um, My parents wouldn't approve or that wouldn't. It's like the society expectations come up again and that they kind of push your vision down. Well, that trust piece lifts all of that off and reminds you that, people do enjoy their life. There are plenty of people who are Instagramming and just traveling for their career and they've made their own, their own careers, their careers that aren't even created yet that somebody might be interested. In. So you have to, it's not about knowing like the right thing to do. It's about just trusting that once you have that clear vision, one step at a time and Um, that's where how do we
0: that before you transition to the next step because that is um because I okay so I'm on this journey with you so I I totally get where you're coming from but I'm also great at playing devil's advocate that's kind of my role for most things in life I feel like but also because I'm a skeptic so if I'm listening to you talk to me about law of attraction I already believe in it wholeheartedly if I didn't what am i trusting how how can i trust i mean like what what am i putting my faith into just thin air you know mm-hmm. because we need some sort of concrete what you know if i'm not religious or i'm not spiritual what am i what am i trusting here what do you usually say with that
1: so that trust is in whatever is going to help you the most like Everybody has a different thing that they put their trust in, whether it's their life vision, maybe maybe they're just their trust in their legacy that they want to leave here. Maybe that's their trust is how they're going after their goal. And that's going to be fulfilling to them. maybe
0: ourselves, right? Like trust. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and maybe it is the law of attraction that you trust that this is a process and that you create your clear vision and then you take one step at a time and then you're co-creating. So this is what I believe in is that I'm co-creating my life and because my clear vision is backed with service So my clear vision I'll give you is like why she whistles. I just want to reach as many people as possible. I want to, I have done events, but I want to get people in person again. And that is my, my clear vision is like why she whistles conferences, why she whistles journals that people can fill out. And so then I trust because I'm taking the steps towards that. And that clear vision, I'm walking towards it every day. And I'm trusting that other people have done that. One of the biggest uh, inspirational people is Rachel Hollis, and she does conferences. She has her own Start Today journal, and so it's possible. So if I didn't trust that, I would cut off that vision, and then maybe I'd go be a nurse or something that like resonated but that's Mm -hmm. not a part of my clear vision basically i think what makes sense to
0: me of what you're saying is just if you decide you want to do something you want to attract something into your life or go down a certain path then that trust really really starts within yourself like you have to trust yourself to take the action to take those steps that you're talking about you really have to trust that you want it enough to make it happen and i think that's why it's so important with what we all kind of i guess preach or try to teach is to learn who you are and to to take care of yourself and to get to a point where you do love yourself enough to trust yourself because we're all worth trusting ourselves are are powerful we can do a lot and if you can trust your own internal being to be like hey yeah i want to i'm I want to have conferences. I want to go speak at live events. That's something I would love to do too. And it's more of a knowing of I will do that because I'm Mm -hmm. building the blocks to get to the point where I'll be able to do that. So Mm -hmm. I love that you touched on basically it's where your passion lies because the trust comes from your own passion and within your own soul and that fire that you're lighting in yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's almost just ignoring fear or not letting fear become the center of any of your
2: manifestations. Mm -hmm. Lexi, I do have a question for you, though. Um, Do you use affirmations to stay connected with your goals? um, Or do you have a daily practice to strengthen the law of attraction that you're manifesting?
1: Yes. And I was going to touch on what Andy was talking about, trust. Um, Another word that you could use for trust, instead of trust, because it might sound like, okay, what are you trusting? Um, instead of trust, you could think of it as confidence. Confidence that you got the abilities, and once you start one step at a time on your journey, confidence is like just going to empower you to keep going forward. Definitely. So that ties into affirmations because... You might be scared, like a clear vision and having that big vision for yourself can be overwhelming. So yes, I use affirmations to keep myself from falling into negative loops of who am I, imposter syndrome, who wants to learn about the law of attraction from some random small town girl. (laughs) So Affirmations I use, one that is like my most common is I am healthy, I am wealthy, and I'm healthy is my holistic health and well-being and how I, my love life is and how my relationships are. I want them to be healthy and green and loving and then I'm wealthy is my abundance obviously, money, um, and just how I feel my life is flourishing and abundant, and that keeps me grounded and positive, and uh, another affirmation that I used, um, I was in a car accident when I was 16, and after that, it was pretty hard to just get back in a car and drive, and I I was lacking confidence in driving. And so when you have to start driving a freaking spaceship on wheels again, it can get kind of scary. So my affirmation to help me with confidence and trust was, I am safe. I am secure. I am safe. I'm secure. I'm safe. I have my hands on the wheel right now. I'm in my lane. I am secure. Like, My body is in this place. The universe has my back. My car is safe. I'm safe. It's just that reminder of like Mm -hmm. what I have right now is good. And the third part of the law of attraction is act as if, and this is the one that I would say is maybe most important because there's a lot of misconception with the law of attraction that you just think it and it just happens. But this is the action piece of acting as if you already have it because you're raising yourself and your mind and you're, basically getting yourself ready to receive that you're like creating that space and you're thinking about it and you're feeling it. Like, so let's say relationship. That's just the easiest one. (laughs) Let's say you are manifesting a relationship. Well, first you're going to act as if, how are you talking to yourself? are you nagging on yourself are you a downer because who's gonna want to walk into a relationship and just be nagged on and be pulled down so you want to bring your your mindset up um and then you're you're sleeping which side of the bed are you sleeping on are you taking the whole bed well there's not much room for that other person to come and sleep in your bed with you (laughs) Um your space is it like clean do you like it or is it just everything's chaos because that would be hard for somebody else to walk into and you want to make sure that you're attracting another thoughtful person who would be uh not nagging on themselves and you know have made space for you in the bed and have a clean clutter free place to live in you want to make sure that you're attracting matching the vibe of that thing that you're bringing into your life um and some people would think that this is counterintuitive with let's say a job um if you're manifesting another job if you're not completely fulfilled with your current job you might start looking for another one but you have to act as if you have a job that you absolutely love. And that means finding things in your current job that you're grateful for because you're raising your vibe up to have a job that you truly are grateful for. So you have to start where you're at. You got to act as if you have it. Um, Be grateful for your paycheck. Be grateful for the connection that you made at that job. Be grateful for something that you learned. Whatever it is that you can do to pull some gratitude into your current situation, that will match the frequency of that thing that you want to bring into your life that you'll ultimately be grateful for. We've Mm -hmm. talked about that
0: in episodes too, where we'll say, instead of saying like, I want this or... I'm asking for this. It's, I already have this, like, I am health. I am happy. I am confident. I am strong. And it's not faking it till you make it. It's more about wiring your subconscious to believe you when you say that, because if you don't believe you, who else is going to believe you? So it Mm -hmm. is like that action of, I I am doing this. I'm going to, like, we, Me and Mar and Callie always talk about like, I'm going to be a yoga teacher. I'm going to, but you're already a yoga teacher. I'm already a holistic nutritionist. We're just taking the proper steps to have the certification to prove that Mm -hmm. we've already been doing this.
1: Yeah, Yeah.
2: exactly. I think it's all in your mindset. And I thought it was interesting as you were talking about, you know, if if somebody's manifesting a relationship, you really have to treat yourself as if you're already in a relationship with yourself. Like you're the hardest person it'll ever be to date. You know, (laughs) (laughs) my relationship to Albert is much easier than the relationship I even have to myself. And I think a lot of people don't think about that and they don't see the importance of that so much. They think that somebody else is going to come in, solve their problems and bring them happiness and joy. And then content is, is, given to that person when they don't get those things and so I think as a positivity coach you probably have seen this before in other people's relationships if they're like I want a relationship and why do my relationships keep failing but Mm -hmm. people don't turn to themselves they think that it's something else that's wrong
1: yeah and it's easy to think that that thing will complete you but it starts with feeling whole in what you have right now Um, and yes (laughs) we're all over here like rooting like fist
0: pumping because (laughs) it's so important for people I think to realize that somebody else isn't in charge of your happiness and they're not I'm not responsible for your life and for what you're up to and for how you're feeling about yourself just as you're not responsible for mine so it's kind of um it's one of those things that I think it's hard for people to wrap their head around because I think a lot of people do seek out relationships thinking that person's going to make them ha- a happier person but like I'm personally looking for an already whole human being that can sit next to you and stay parallel with my already whole human being and I know we've talked about being parallel this goes for friendships as well not just relationships it also goes for relationships with your family which is it's hard with your family of course but to get everyone on a parallel line is the goal rather than to be crisscrossing and bumping into mm-hmm. each other and taking away from each other's journeys or paths. Yeah.
2: Knowing that you're not sharing a line with somebody, you still have to like even if they're your soulmate, you're still moving along in your parallel and if one person starts veering off and going another another direction that's when you have to have those conversations and it's like are we still moving in a parallel line like or are we starting to move in different directions um I do have a question for you Lexi as a positivity coach how do you see your clients lives changing like how is it to be
1: on that side of things oh I love that question just seeing them When I ask questions that they haven't thought of themselves before or even it's as if I'm giving them permission to think bigger for their own life and that just like that lights me up for a 16 year old girl to be asked instead of told what her life what she wants in her life and what she wants her life to look like and what she's interested in and for her to think and like actually think about the question and internalize it and to take those questions home and just to know that there is meaning for her life. That's not just her fulfilling somebody else's wishes. It's not just her fulfilling schoolwork and her parents wishes for her life it's actually just her life (laughs) a lot of what I do is asking questions that that give them the space to think about their own life and that's the coolest part is there's no right answer it's all Mm -hmm. personal it really is and and then you see that spark come and like It's just beautiful when you ask somebody Mm -hmm. a question and they think and then they get that little like glimmer of, oh, like you can just see it click like, Mm -hmm. yeah, oh, yeah, it's my life. I get it. I get to choose. (laughs) I
0: love that. It's giving just like a different perspective than somebody didn't already have. And I think that's the best part about um, being able to teach in this mindset or this realm of a mindset is just here's a different perspective for you that maybe you hadn't already thought of and something as simple as that can really
1: change someone's life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. Um, And then a lot of the other thing that I teach is dominant thoughts are... So I call it TWA, thoughts, words, and actions. These are these your thoughts have a vibe your words are all putting vibrations out and your actions are creating that and so you want to make sure that your thoughts words and actions are aligned with what you want and you want to make sure and this is where the positive the positivity comes in is you want to make sure that these thoughts words and actions aren't bringing you down And so how are you talking about yourself in your head? How are you talking about your situation out loud? Are you complaining? How are you taking action in your life? Are you going after the thing or are you sitting back and waiting for it? Um, And so dominant thoughts, words, and actions are what is being created. So your past TWA is what created your current reality. And what your current TWA is right now is creating your future. So if you want a more positive, more healthy, happy future, then you have to start being aware of what's going on in your thoughts, what's going on in your words and your actions. And that's what's creating your future. So there's a little bit of a linger period to the law of attraction. And that's good because it makes sure that it's really truly what you want. So what you're thinking about right now isn't instantly happening. It's coming through mm-hmm. basically as you're a vessel of this like energetic channel. Whatever's coming through you is then coming into your life and your space. Mm
2: -hmm. And let's say, for example, you had a client who came to you and they said, you know, this law of attraction thing, this isn't working for me. Um, Like, how would you instruct them? How would you coach them to keep moving forward?
1: Uh, So I'm sure you've heard of the phrase, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And that's true for everything especially your own creation in your life so if you have set an intention you have to be aware of your thoughts and if those thoughts are holding you back and uh, thoughts that hold you back can be limiting beliefs that came from a long line of maybe somebody shut down your dreams when you were growing up or maybe your words were cut off when you were talking about something that you loved or maybe you weren't allowed to go on that trip that really you really wanted to because it was but because it was different like maybe you weren't allowed to go on it or something like that Mm -hmm. so limiting beliefs if the if that's what's holding you back then that's where the affirmations are coming in If you have limiting beliefs that are like, I'm not good enough for this. Who am I to do this? Then pick an affirmation that's like exact opposite of that. Something that's going to lift you up and just constantly keep it coming. Write it in your mirror, write it, put it on your fridge, wherever you can paste that positive affirmation to keep it in front of you. At all times, I think something also that
0: answers Callie's question is something you had uh, said previous to the question too. Was that there is a lingering period? I think I just want to like bring that statement back to the forefront because that was something that really resonated with me because I used to always think with law of attraction. As soon as I thought it, it was going to happen. And so I'd think these negative thoughts and I'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, don't look at me. (laughs) Never mind. I didn't mean that. And I'd get really anxious about that coming to fruition. And then it would because I'm anxious about it now. And now it's at the forefront of my thought. But what I think is really cool about what you said is that you're this vessel and the universe gives you time to make sure that this is actually what you want. And you can't just think at one time and it's going to happen. You have to continuously do it. So when someone comes to you and says, oh, this isn't working,
1: well, you're not trying hard enough. Tough love, yeah. like try harder is, I guess what I would say. Maybe it's not happening because you still haven't put out that um, that trust or that confidence that it will be yours sometime. And the fact that, I'm a believer in co-creation because once you start on a journey of whatever your clear vision is, you just have no idea where that's going to bloom. You can't think of the incredible ways that, like, Andy, for you to begin like the in the beauty industry and then to have it turn into your own practice and you couldn't have imagined all of these people that you've met and the impact of just talking to them every day and you don't know what they're taking out of your sessions when they go home and tell their family and like you don't know the impact and so that's that trust piece of like okay I have the vision and it's matching up with, like, who needs this? Who needs this from me? Who needs um, this positivity? And maybe you're not at that state yet, and maybe you're not at that high. F- maybe you still have some self-improvement to do it yourself before you get something outward that you've been going after. Maybe there's still some internal work to do, and that's a big part of it is, like, trusting because it's not on your time frame. You can definitely set goals for yourself and that's great. Like You should have a one-month, six-month, year goals, but don't beat yourself up if those things don't happen on your own timing because your own timing isn't the timing of the whole world and there's such a ripple effect of everything that you do. So... You want to be sure that it is like divine timing and Basically, putting it up to trust. Yeah. As a client of
0: yours, <laughs> it would be important that that person is open to the process because if they're coming in close or coming in that they don't want to change their mindset, they don't want to change their point of view that's not really someone that any of us could work with. I mean, you don't, you know, we don't have this magic potion or this magic fairy dust that's going to make you all of a sudden want to create change in your life. So as as a positivity coach, you sort of, uh, what you're saying is like, you're attracting clients who are ready to take this step into their journey. And if they are feeling discouraged along the way, it sounds like you have a ton of really good tools to help them, which is great. But you do have to go into this open-minded to wanting to change your life. And that's the whole point of seeing someone like you, Lexi, is that, hey, I'm ready to get mentorship on how to do the next thing. I'm already doing stuff, but I want more. I want more help and I want to evolve quicker. So how can Mm -hmm. I do that by getting help? But being open-minded, I think, is key
1: as a client for you. Yeah. Somebody that wasn't aware of themselves to begin with and um, clear on what they want, I'm sure wouldn't resonate with me because I would be asking these questions and, you know, they might not have necessarily asked themselves before, but if they don't have any idea where they want to go, it would be pretty tough to just, like, have a really good uh, one-on-one because they it does come a lot from the internal stuff. I'm just prompting questions, but it's all sinking in with them and I don't know how it is, you know? I don't know their thoughts and I can give guidance on how to improve your thoughts and how to stay positive, but um, knowing, in my opinion, actually there's a Yale, um whole... Oh, G.I. Joe fallacy is a a psychologist at Yale created this G.I. Joe fallacy because at the end of G.I. Joe episodes, they would put across the screen, knowing is half the battle. And she challenged that because knowing is not half the battle. Knowing is a small piece of it. But you have to choose if you're going to bring that into your life. If you're going to start practicing that, if you're going to make that a habit, and then if that's going to affect positive change in your life, that's your choice. And so knowing isn't half the battle. Knowing is great. We know a lot of things, but choosing what you actually pick to improve your life, that's the whole battle. And practicing mm-hmm. it, that's the whole battle.
2: Mm-hmm. Practice. So how would... It. How would you say um like that you check in with yourself? What methods do you use and how do you stay authentic
1: in your words and your actions and your and your deeds? I love journaling so much. So at night I always have um I have a bullet journal next to my bed and at the top I'll write gratitude and I'll write a few small things or small in quotations but like they impacted me enough to write them down like a great cup of tea or a really hot shower or yesterday I took my dog for a walk and it was snowy and it was all quiet and it was just that fresh blanket of snow and so I wrote that down but like actively making myself look Back on my day of what I was grateful for. And then pulling those thoughts in before I go to bed is a great way to bring gratitude and like help me think of good things before bed instead of what my to do list is for the next day. And then um, another thing that I write is my intentions for the next day. So, how do I want to set myself up for success? Sometimes I'll put the word confidence. Sometimes I'll put the word hustle. Sometimes I'll put the word gist. Get your shit together. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so whatever that intention is, then I open up my journal in the morning. I'll write down any dreams that I had and I'll kind of have a check-in of how I'm feeling, um, how my body's feeling, how my mood is. And that sets me up in a pretty good way and then I'll I'll jot down a couple of things if right away I want to like get these big things off of my plate but just having those little check-ins um breathing is great uh Callie I'm I know you're a big believer in breathing um <laughs> <laughs> but mo- like bringing more moments of stillness in just to reflect on okay, I'm not my to-do list. I'm more than just the shit that I'm getting done. Like I am a whole happy person and just being me is just enough. Enough is such a powerful
0: word and it's so powerful to have a belief in yourself that you are enough or you've done enough or you have completed enough for that day. And I think that's why journaling before bed about what you accomplished or what you were grateful for for that day and then putting it down and just going to bed knowing that was enough is a huge factor in our mental health and our um, uh, narrowing down anxiety or um, waking up the next day feeling like, okay, I'm ready and I'm enough to complete this next day ahead of me rather Mm -hmm. than oh, no, I have all this stuff that I didn't complete. I didn't do that well enough. Um, you know, all that stress that a lot of people stay up at night over. Um, we were promoting journaling in our last episode. And how much would you say of your time in a day is taken up by journaling? Because I, I love when people tell me they don't have time to journal. So how many oh, minutes are you doing this?
1: <laughs> Five to ten minutes five to 10 minutes, uh, especially with the bullet journal. Um, it used to be uh, like a once a week practice. And then I would see how much it would impact me to consciously put pull my thoughts out and put them onto paper. And I love the idea of, um, I can't remember who like said this to me first. I think that I was doing some sort of, yoga or meditation and they said that when you're in the womb when you're being created your arms are an extension from your heart and so everything that you're doing with your hands and your arms are coming from your heart and so when you're taking a pen and you're putting it onto paper and you're writing those thoughts you're bringing them into a physical form and if those thoughts are negative, that's okay. If you're pulling out your worries and your anxiety, that's great. That was a lot of what I was journaling about in the beginning of my journaling journey. Um, they were. It was like seeing where my patterns were, seeing what I wanted to recreate and what I wanted to flip the script. A lot of it was that body image thing or like how I saw myself and writing those things down, seeing them on paper and then choosing a better narrative and like rewriting it. Okay. How do I want to feel? This is how I feel right now. How do I actually want to feel? What would feel better than this? What's one step up from this? Mm -hmm. Um, And seeing that process on paper is so powerful. Even if it's five minutes a day, it's so powerful.
2: There is always time to do it. We were were talking about that before too, of flipping the script and changing the narrative. Because you're really the only one who has the power to do that. And as soon as we see ourselves writing a negative narrative for ourselves, that's when we have to say like, hey, I see this self-judgment and you sit in silence with that for a little bit you let yourself feel anything from that and say how can I switch this to self-compassion how can I switch this to joy and a better outcome
0: one of the questions that has been on my mind because I just want everyone to hear more about you as a person Lexi because I think you're a fascinating human and I know the reason you got into this as a profession is because it obviously works for you So could you tell us how manifestation and the law of attraction has changed your life?
1: Yeah. So knowing about the effect that your thoughts have is a big one because thoughts in our society are kind of seen as like whimsical, dreamy, like not important, but everything around you started as a thought even this podcast is being created because we had the thought that we should all get together and then we made it happen. We trusted that our audio would be great, that we could use the platform and then we acted as if by setting up a meeting and like literally everything around you was somebody's thought before it was made into the physical form. So actively choosing what I want to bring into my life actively choosing to not let myself go down spirals of fear and worry because a lot of that is just mind created um, and I didn't want to bring that into my reality so focusing on what I could control and thinking about those things instead of worrying like it really helped me cut out a lot of worry in my life. And once you start just actively having awareness of your thoughts and what that sounds like, you can pick new thoughts. You And that goes along with your journaling practice of seeing what those thoughts look like and picking a better narrative for yourself. So... Choosing my words carefully, choosing powerful, uplifting words instead of ones that would break me down. And thinking through those affirmations and feeling it, like feeling it powerfully, feeling what it feels like to be a confident person, feeling that healthy, wealthy person, um, bringing those into my life instead of worrying that I wasn't good enough. And uh, yeah, just really feeling good practicing positivity and knowing that everything that I do, like every conversation that I have with somebody, I have the chance to give them a little bit of positivity. You always have that choice of maybe I'm too tired to like say hi to this person at the grocery store. You have the choice whether you want to affect them or not. And if you always choose positive, that rolls into a really freaking positive life. So a few things that I actually manifested, uh, one was the Apple Watch that I'm wearing. And uh, this is kind of a cool story. I was babysitting for a family and the mom was like, Lexi, you should get an Apple Watch so we can challenge each other on fitness things. And all I did was, yeah, like that would be awesome. I wasn't thinking about manifesting it or anything, but I looked at my empty wrist and just pictured that watch on it and then let that thought go completely. A week later, I was at my boyfriend's Easter family gathering and his uncle hands him an Apple watch and is like, Aram, could you use this Apple watch? I don't, I don't. I'm not a watch guy anyways. And he hands him a brand new Apple watch that he won and just hand it over. And so it obviously ended up in my hands because Aram's not a watch guy either. So (laughs) I got the Apple watch. Um, In my very first podcast episode on the law of attraction, I called out. I was like, you guys are going to see me manifest in office space. That is overlooking Lake Superior. Well, the office space that I'm sitting in right now is in our house. And it's overlooking Lake Superior. Uh, and then I almost manifested a free retreat, but it got canceled because of COVID. <laughs> oh, no. I was, what was so the bummed. It was called beauty lodge and it was a three-day like beauty awakening with sarah seidelman and um house of gathering is a yoga studio around here but it got canceled but i was mm-hmm. just like they asked me if i could just come and keep the tea hot and take pictures and things like that so like i'm I would sure have never have thought, get down the road and by i'm the end, sure even more prepared For sure. Uh, And then I wrote on a post-it some things that I wanted to manifest. And one of them was massages. And I wrote massages. Yes. (laughs) And then um, Aram's parents own a business called Duluth Living Walls. And they just put up, they put plant walls up in um, different businesses around Duluth, so they went to Florida for four months this year, and she asked if I would be able to take care of the plants. Sure, go around businesses and water plants. I'm all about it. One of those places happened to be a massage, um, a massage. Studio. What's the word? A massage studio, and now that they are back from Florida. Kate, Aram's mom, asked if I would want to keep watering for that massage studio because it's closer to my house in exchange for gift cards for massages. Yes. Booyah! <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. I I'm did jealous. something similar with massage and it works because I trade up two girls for massage now. And it is, it, it, like we said, it's not always as simple as just writing massages. Yes. But it's also, in a sense, it is that easy when you are on the path of believing, when you're on the path of positivity and you're on the path of trusting yourself in the universe. It does become that easy to, to manifest. It gets easier the more you practice it. So, of course, something like visualizing an Apple Watch on your wrist sounds crazy, but because is already living that lifestyle it's not crazy. It makes sense because she's already on that journey. She's already in the flow with the universe. She's already trusting her journey. And so now things are coming to her almost like in a snap of a finger in a sense. And that's the beauty, I think, of law lot of attraction. is like anything else, the more you practice, the easier it gets.
1: Mm-hmm. And the thing with the Apple Watch is uh, I could have shut down that thought instantly and been like, I'm never going to purchase an Apple watch. They're $400. Like who would spend that stupid money on a watch? That's basically like a phone on your wrist. And instead of that, I just dropped it, let it go. And then it, it, it shows up. Like you didn't mm-hmm. judge or analyze the manifestation. You just And that's the thing yeah. is you, you don't know where it's going to come from you can have an idea but the universe is pretty creative so Mm -hmm. like be open be open that's good advice of be open to not knowing exactly how but know what your vision is Mm -hmm. and knowing
2: that things are not too good to be true yeah I think people sometimes fall into this thought that they're asking for too much, and they're like, yeah. "I should just ask for less. I shouldn't expect these things to come into my life." Um, but Lexi, I want to ask you how you got started podcasting, and what did you what did you initially want to get out of the experience, the people that you wanted to connect with, and your <laughs> goals for
1: the future with that too. So I texted my grandma that I wanted to start podcasting because I had a sore throat for months and I've always like I feel like the throat chakra is such a I don't it's like a delicate chakra in my view it's so exposed well look to, at our world right now I mean yeah yeah and especially as I mean women it's yeah a new world of us being able to say what's on our mind and express what we're feeling and to be seen as like, what's the word I'm looking for? To be taken seriously. Yeah, exactly. To be taken seriously and that we have knowledge and that sharing that isn't just like, not taken seriously. (laughs) It's (laughs) important. I wanted to heal my throat chakra and I texted my grandma that she was like brilliant do it. So I started the Why She Whistles podcast just to spread positivity. That was after I learned about the secret. So my first episode is you know your beginner's guide to the law of attraction when I didn't even hardly know about what it was exactly Um, and it just it's one of those things that it bloomed in so many ways that I couldn't imagine. I've been hosting meetings called the Duluth Wellness Alliance and having those meetings recorded and having a platform to put them on for people to listen to. I didn't imagine that happening. That was just something that came along the way. And so having this platform for communication and for knowledge to be shared and for people all around the world. Like I I have a listener in Australia. I have no idea how, but I don't know how that happened, but there is somebody in Australia who is listening to my podcast and you don't know where that is taking them. So just, it has just, it's been a ride. 40 episodes later, And I see myself, I wrote down my five-year goal, and I want to be at 300-plus podcasts for sure. That's amazing. It is really healing. It's kind
0: of like vocalizing your journal in a sense. Um, And, yeah, ultimately, I think that that's a really creative way to look at what's going on in your body, and why am I feeling this way, and what do I need to get out into the world? And there's powerful images right now going around that I've noticed and it's women in muzzles and I think about that all the time when I think about this podcast is like we did not have the ability to be speaking like this not too long ago like this isn't mm-hmm. this is this is new for for women in particular to be able to speak how we speak and be taken seriously if we even are being taken seriously but I know Calmar and I can speak for all of us and we say we really respect what you're doing and we just want to give you how many thumbs do we have six thumbs up for being <laughs> amazing and for helping be helping like break that barrier for women to just speak their mind and to be yourself mm-hmm. and to be
2: positive but also realistic and yeah we just we're proud yeah. of you yeah Thank you Thanks. for empowering other women and other people who are going down that spiritual and that that amazing path that we get to dig deeper into ourselves and what motivates us and what we're capable of.
1: But well, your your vibe attracts your tribe, so definitely, uh, Lexi. As to a to you guys, thank as you. As a final
2: thing, um, how can people best connect with you?
1: You can find me on Instagram at why she whistles uh, on my website why there's more positive blog posts and um, podcast show notes on there and more ways you can connect with me I recently started more personal connection on Patreon so you can find me on Patreon um, backslash why she whistles. what else and the Why She Whistles podcast. Come check it out. Where can we listen to your podcast? Um, anywhere that podcasts. Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Spotify. Those are the two
0: main popular ones, but yeah, yeah, everywhere, which is great. Um, Lexi also has different speakers on her podcast as well. Uh, Callie's been on one of them. Yes, I- Callie. I have been in one of them, except we didn't get to record for technical difficulty reasons, but we're going to be recording it this week. And then uh, she has a ton of other women in business um, doing positive things, making us feel happy. And they range from all different sorts of business owners to yoga instructors to childhood trauma leaders Duluth and- boudoir photography that's one of my favorite episodes yeah so she's a little more versatile in the sense of um who she's talking to and what what they talk about so definitely go check her out over there I'll put all this in our show notes too and do you have anything else that you want to add for us
1: today Alexi? your life is your own responsibility and that's a beautiful responsibility. Use it wisely and have fun with it. Less getting it right, more having fun.
0: Yay. I can do that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, can do that
1: too. I can get on board. <laughs>
2: I'm well, thank you so, so much, much
1: Lexi. Thank you. thank you. We will talk to you Love all. You soul women. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.